You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the SPED Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 46, and I'm your host, Jennifer. And in just one more week, I will begin my 27th year of teaching. And while teaching children with special needs is my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. So I'm going to mix things up a little bit this month because it is back to school season. And for all of us who work within the field of special education, whether you are a teacher or an administrator or a related service provider, Working with paraprofessionals is a large part of your job, and from experience, it can be either a very stressful part of your job, or it can be a very rewarding part. The definition of a paraprofessional, or paras, or staff, or aides, or assistants, or parapros, whatever word your district uses to describe them, the definition is the same. Webster's Dictionary defines the term para to mean beside, alongside of, closely related to, or closely resembling. Nowhere did it list beneath you, less than you, or below you. And when you accept that definition as truth, when you change your mindset about the work that your paraprofessionals do within your classroom or program, you'll begin to see a major shift in your relationship with them and in the quality of the work that they do, and your department will begin to operate like a well-oiled machine, because that's all that they want. They want to be seen as a professional in what they do. And I want to help you learn how to support your staff so that you can all be on the same page this coming school year. Paraprofessionals have become an indispensable resource in our schools. And while these individuals once only performed basic duties like lunchroom monitoring or copying papers for the teachers, paraprofessionals now frequently serve in instructional roles, providing direct services to students. They might provide individual or small group instruction to students throughout the day, and they might assist the teachers in meeting the needs of the special education students, including the IEP goals. And they even offer behavioral support and supervision. And just like there are many different components to what a paraprofessional does, there are also many different personalities and different strengths and different weaknesses. However, it has been my experience that they all seem to have one thing in common, their desire to serve and work with students who have special needs. And that's where this month's guests come into play. Each week in August, I will have a different paraprofessional come on the show to talk about their experiences in the classroom from what they need from their teachers to what training they desire to what support they crave. And all of this coincides with my course, The How-To Guide to Training Your Paraprofessionals. Now, the cart doesn't open officially until August 21st, but you can get on the wait list now and receive all of the information once the doors open. All you have to do is go to www.spedprepacademy.com slash waitlist and sign up. It's that easy. So our first guest, I have to say, is my favorite. And I know you might think that that's rude of me to say, but I'm sure the others will understand when I tell you that Cameron is my daughter. During her last year of college, because all of her classes were online due to COVID, Cameron was able to accept a position in a special education classroom as a paraprofessional. Now, being the daughter of a special education teacher, Cameron has been exposed to this field her whole life, and she's always had a strong understanding of what I do and the rewards and the struggles that go along with the job. But if I'm honest, it's more than that. 
I truly believe that Cameron has the heart of a special educator, and although she wants to be an occupational therapist, I know she would make an excellent teacher as well. During her experience as a para, Cameron would often call me and ask things like, what would you do if, and should my teacher be doing this? Or she would just say things like, I wish I had such and such to help me, or if only she would have said this to me or given me that. So I asked her to come on the show today to share about her experience and to provide you with some insight into the mind of a paraprofessional who wants nothing more than to help your department run smoothly. So let's hear from Cameron. Hi, sweet girl. Welcome to the show. Hi, mom. Thank you for having me. So I told the listeners that you just finished a year of supporting an elementary special education teacher as her paraprofessional, but you also just finished up with summer school where you worked with several different special educators, including a high school teacher. So the first question I guess I have is, why did you choose to become a paraprofessional in the first place? So this past year, when we went online for college, I had the opportunity to be a paraprofessional. I knew I always had a passion working for special needs students. And being the child of a special educator, I was able to see the ins and outs of what your job entails. I was also able to shadow an occupational therapy assistant. So I knew that I loved working in the SPED field. So when I had this opportunity, I knew it would be a great fit for me to gain some experience and work with some SPED students. So since you worked with so many different educators within a short amount of time, can you, can you tell if, you know, are all special educators equal in their ability to lead their staff or are there some major differences? No, I, I feel like this comes with every job. Some people are just born leaders and others don't excel as much in it. Working this summer at ESY, I was able to work with so many different teachers and get a taste of all their individual styles and how they run their classroom. They were all amazing teachers, but some definitely took more initiative when it came down to leading and advising their staff. So what qualities do you feel like makes a good leader then? From my perspective, what makes a good leader is someone who makes their staff feel confident in the job they're doing. It is so important to communicate and give feedback to your team members. And I also believe a good leader should be able to listen to feedback and take advice from their staff. It is so important as an employee to feel valued in the job that you are doing. So if you were asked by, um, if you're going to be hired for this job again, and they said, what would make a good paraprofessional, what would you say? What makes a good paraprofessional is I struggle with this. I am a person who loves to have a plan and to have structure, but in this job, sometimes you just have to think outside of the box and go with the flow. Um, obviously, someone who has a passion for these students and is excited to get up and be there every single day, someone who is open to criticism and will take advice and step up to challenges sometimes. So I know that you know this side of my job outside of the teaching that I provide mentorship and training to other special education teachers to help them become more effective in their job. And so what do you need as a paraprofessional who's done this for a year? What do you need from your teacher or your supervisor that you didn't feel that you had this past year? 
I really wish that the SPED department had felt more like a team than as individuals just doing the same job. We weren't able to really play off of our strengths with one another because we were so individualized. I also wish um, expectations would have been more clearly communicated. I love when expectations are set out for me. I feel like I thrive under structure and with a plan. And I like knowing exactly what is expected of me and how I can best do my job. Well, first of all, I want to say, I think you got that clearly communicating your expectations from your mother, because that's just like my my personal motto is clearly communicating your expectations. But so you said that you you thrive on routine, you thrive on structure, you thrive on knowing what's expected. But as a teacher and having worked in the special education field for so long, we know that even when we provide that to you, things are always going to go a different direction. So talk a little bit about how important it is to to be flexible and to know that things are going to you know, not always follow the, the schedule and the routine? Uh, this is actually funny. I feel like the days that we did have a good plan in place and we had things laid out and this was going to happen at this time and this would happen at this time, those days never went as planned. Um, something always came up. There were behavioral issues. It was this or that. So we definitely have to be flexible every single day. You never, ever know what is going to happen in this bed classroom. So you have to think on your feet, have to be flexible, which is hard for me. I am definitely a structured person, but it did teach me definitely patience. (laughs) Well, so I guess you're saying that you want, you want a plan, whether it falls through or not, you want to have a plan of action in place and you want to know what's expected of you. So that, you know, whenever those things come up, when all those events happen, then you're able to veer away from the schedule or from the routine. But having that in place is important. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. And I worked with a special ed teacher this summer who actually showed me her plan for her paras during the school year. And she had created folders and in each folder she had what that student was doing in each subject. She also had a spreadsheet with um, times, with their specials, their lunches, their snacks. She had the entire day planned out for them so the parents knew exactly what what was supposed to happen at that time. Of course, it doesn't always go as planned, but I really thought that was an amazing way to keep paraprofessionals on track and kind of know what is what the week holds. So when you don't have a plan, what is what does it look like for a para? Sometimes it is just utter chaos. I found myself a lot having to come up with my own plan and kind of just make do with the situation. So I know that you know all about my para handbook and the course that I have and you've often said to me I wish my teacher would have had something like that to help us. So tell us why the handbook would have been so beneficial. This definitely goes back to what I was saying about structure. I love it. I love knowing exactly what is expected from me as an employee. I feel like having the handbook would have been an amazing tool that would have brought guidance to a very chaotic job. 
So you're not just saying that because you're my daughter and and you're trying to help me promote my my course. No, absolutely not. It is a great a great resource to have in the classroom. Well, Cameron, I appreciate you being the first of this series on talking with paraprofessionals about what um, you want from us as teachers. And I think that that's not asked enough. I think that sometimes we just um, either assume that our paras know how to do their job and what they, you know, what they were hired to do, but that's not the case. And so hearing from you and from others this month, we're really going to dive into you know, supporting you guys better and for setting you up for success, you know, right from the very beginning of a new job. And I really appreciate you coming on and sharing, um, sharing your story with us and helping us learn. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad I was able to give a little perspective and share my experiences working in SPED with you. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and that you want nothing more than to grow into an amazing educator. And I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I am so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. And this whole month, we're going to talk about what we can do for our paraprofessionals and how we can support them in order to set them up for success right from the beginning of the school year. Because who doesn't want success? Their success means your success. And if you don't know what kind of leader you are, or you are all over the place when it comes to trying to train your staff and build a team, and you're just really struggling with all of it, I have something I want you to do. I want you to go to spedprepacademy.com slash quiz and take the short, like one to two minute quiz that I've made that will help reinforce any strengths that you have, but it will also pinpoint where your weaknesses lie. I've been told by many teachers who have taken the quiz that the information was spot on. And when you get your results, you will receive information on how to adjust your leadership style to accommodate for your weaknesses and how to tackle them head on so that you can become the leader your staff needs you to be. So again, just go to spedprepacademy.com slash quiz and see what your superpower is today. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. And I know I say that in every episode, but it really is true. Apple loves it when shows get reviews and it tells Apple that this show is making a difference and it just makes it a lot easier for other people to find it and for me to be able to help as many special educators as I can. So I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review. If you liked what you heard today and realized that you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and be signed up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.